Oh, hey there. Welcome back. Hope you had a great float conference experience. And if you weren't physically there, that you were online and that it was working for you, which we're going to talk about a little bit today as it didn't work for a few of us. Before we get to the actual show, I just want to give a little shout out to Helmbot. If you're already a Helmbot user, when you're on your scheduling page that you use for booking your clients, go ahead and click the toggle schedule with button. It's in the upper right. You may not have noticed it. And you can go from being able to see everything on one screen without needing to scroll or uh, click it back and you can go left to right. And you can see everything spread out all the way across as you scroll around and see it in detail. Play with it, check it out. And if you aren't using Helmbot, what are you waiting for? This is the software built from the ground up for you, uh, designed specifically for Float Center owners. Check it out. Humbot.com is where you want to go. And uh, tell them we sent you, but uh, schedule your free demo. Get a tour. You can ask all the questions you want. It's extremely low risk. I don't think there's any risk at all. Uh, whether you're already using another uh, scheduling software or you're just a new Float Center and looking for what's best for you, definitely, again, go to floathelm.com. All right, let's go and start the show. Welcome back to another episode of Art of the Float, where float floaters thrive. My name is Dylan, and I own the float shop in Portland, Oregon. I was able to experience the float conference from home this year, although that is with a little bit of a, a little bit of an asterisk, and we'll get into that in a little bit. This is Gloria Morris with Float Sixty, and I was alive and well in Milwaukee <laughs> in person at the float conference this year. This is Drew from New Hampshire Float. And I was virtually kind of sort of at the float conference, which asterisk with Dylan, we'll talk about later. <laughs> and this is Kim Hannon. I uh, own Sukino Float Center in South Cape in Southern Indiana with my husband. And I was definitely at the float conference. Uh, <laughs> Of course. Um, first and foremost, I want to apologize to everybody out there on behalf of the conference. Um, if you were a virtual attendee, your experience was not what we had hoped it would be. Mm. And if you were in person, hopefully you didn't even know anything was happening on the virtual side. But um, it wasn't perfect, but uh, we certainly tried and gave it our hearts. And so um, we're going to take a little time tonight to kind of hit some of those issues on the head and just talk a little bit about what happened and, and why some of those things happened. Okay, well, we appreciate that, and we definitely want to get into that. But let's let's start with all of the amazing stuff that happened at the float conference. Number one, we were there together in person, and I think anybody who attended in person, you know, the feedback was just amazing. It was just so great to get cool. back. Um, see people face to face, interact, and um, yeah, it it felt like a little bit like normal, but you know, definitely smaller and all those things. But it made it very intimate and pretty amazing. Yeah, it was, it was definitely smaller, and that actually I heard from a lot of people that they enjoyed that aspect of hmm. it, which was really interesting. And you know, normally, folk conferences range like four hundred to six hundred people, um, kind of as the, the average, and we had about. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Cool. Um, it was way, 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 way smaller than anticipated. 
participated, and of course that has a lot of benefits, but of course financially it has some challenges. And right. <laughs> scheduling things go, like all of that kind of plays in. But like, sure. the people who were there, I can tell you guys like how amazing it really was to see each other, to speak to each other, and just to be in each other's presence again. Like I can't tell you how many times I cried throughout the event. Oh, just out of gratitude that like, we pulled something off hmm. in this insanity that we've all been enduring for a year and a half. Yeah. Um, and to see just some really amazing humans be together and hold space for each other to mm. hug each other. We all knew it was risky, um, but there's nothing like a float on hug. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. And the the other thing that I've noticed just talking to people post-conference, you know, yes, there were some hiccups, but people are so amazing and forgiving um, and, and very understanding that, you know, this conference was originally planned to be all in person. We had to switch venues and then figure out if there should be a hybrid approach, right, which affected numbers and all kinds of stuff. So, it's just awesome that so many people were understanding and had the expectations that this wasn't going to be perfect. Um, but yeah, I, I think, gosh, did we learn a lot, right? What were a couple of the, the highlights to you? I know there were a lot of, uh, how many, there must've been a lot of like sessions that were there. What were some of the, the highlights and maybe you could talk a little bit about, you know, all the things that were going on. Oh, cool. To families because my, my experience was totally different this year than it has been in the past. Um, but we had about 60 sessions live. That includes um, main stage talks, workshops, um, wellness activities, special events, different parties that were happening, all of that kind of stuff. So um, what was put online was about half of that. So okay. about 30 things that made sense to actually record and be able to share in the virtual environment. But mm-hmm. about 60 things. And that is huge. It was three full days, like morning till morning. <laughs> yeah. It, it, <laughs> and I can honestly say, even though the numbers were small, that wasn't as noticeable once the conference started. That wasn't as noticeable. And it felt more than ever like a real conference that had multiple tracks and multiple things going on. So in years past, it's been pretty single threaded in terms of everybody's going to the same stuff for the most part. Right. Um, there right. were a couple things that, you know, you would divide and conquer maybe if you had a couple of people going, but this year it was like, wow, I'm going to miss this. So I'm going to try to catch that on the recording when they release them. Right. And, you know, in my case, I had three people with me. So like we divided and conquered as much as possible. So it just felt like a real big scale conference kind of in a miniature format. You know what I mean? If that makes any sense. Multiple places and doing multiple things at the same time. 
They were so good. They were so good. Yeah. That was one of my favorites. Okay, so, well, okay, we're going to talk about the conference part, but I have to give a shout out to Andy as the host and Milwaukee as the host city. Oh, cool. Yeah. And Drew, how was Milwaukee? Milwaukee, (laughs) But I'm going to tell you what, like, for my. Must be now. (laughs) No, you know what? You really. I always believe that every town, every city has its like golden nuggets, right? Mm. And Milwaukee has a ton of them. And the vibe there is really cool. And I have to say the um, the venue was awesome. And the proximity to the hotel and it just felt just like our city for like a couple of days. Nice. Like we owned the place nice. and um, it, w- it was just great energy. Right. <laughs> Much smaller scale, but yes. Uh-huh. Yeah, the architecture is gorgeous. You're right there on the river. Like, there were so many parallels between the two cities. But it, it really did kind of feel like we owned the place. It was really quiet. And, you know, when I would go out and about, like, we were kind of the only ones around. Um, and, of course, a lot of that has to do with the pandemic. But it was still, it was nice just to feel like it was, like, just look on. Yeah, and the Van Gogh exhibit was a... Must see if it comes to your city. If you guys are listening, do not skip it. I found it to be just an amazing experience. I really did. It's not like going to, I know we're not talking about this on the pod too, too much, but I I have to talk about it. It was part of my FloatCon experience. Um, If, if you think about it in the context of it, not being like the original art you won't be disappointed, right? Like we all know it's not the original art. It's a different experience ah. and it's immersive about Van Gogh's life. And that was so convenient. It was right upstairs. So I, I should have sold tickets because I was telling everyone, of course, you know, marketing for them and they didn't even know it. But yeah, the, the in-person experience overall was fantastic. Great to see people. And uh, I'm really looking forward to the videos. On the subject of videos, so... I know we're going to talk about. I just want to say real quick that was the number one thing outside of the conference that I was disappointed I didn't get to experience because I was going to go to the conference and pretty much last minute had to pull out and not go. But uh, that was a big disappointment for 
disappointment for me. Also, Keem Crimson was playing, which would have been really cool to see. They are playing their B-sides, but um, yeah, didn't go. Anyway, sorry. I just want to say that was big disappointment for this guy. Yes. That does make me feel better. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> cool. So, you know, part of part of the pain in the, you know, so the virtual attendees, you know, yes, we're going to talk about that in great detail, but there were some technical hiccups throughout the whole conference because of the software we were using and whatnot. Um, but because of that, it's just not easy to download the videos that were captured and Kim can talk about this at nauseum. I don't know if it's necessary, but like some of the pain that you're going to feel at home, like you, by the time you watch the video, you might not feel the experience. You know, there were some technical glitches oh. during the conference on the stage that we had, because we had virtual presenters too, that were broadcast on the stage. Uh-huh. All right. Yes. Interesting. Please. Yeah. Which is most people. Having a private Wi-Fi network is extremely expensive. Most venues will charge between eight to twenty thousand dollars to have a private Wi-Fi network. It is highway robbery. It's absolutely crazy. And because we only had 160 attendees, we had far fewer sponsors this year. Our event had to be downscaled. Like we had to switch venues. Right. We had to change online, uh, online platforms two weeks before the event. We had a lot of budget constraints, and so we could not afford to get our own Wi-Fi network. And so what we were running the conference on was the free public Wi-Fi network. <laughs> Sorry, I don't mean to laugh that hard. We're glad you think that's funny, Dylan. That's rough. That's rough. Until I literally cried. Yeah. So as a result of that, you know, one of the pivots of, you know, kind of editing that every single video that uh, we have had to be edited. Uh Right. So what was that? Somebody's calling in. Um, Every single video had to be edited. And so it's not like we could just throw them up immediately um, and share them. But everybody's been working so hard reviewing every video. And again, because we had 70 sessions, there's, you know, a good percentage of those are going to be shared via video. It's not all of them, um, but there's a lot of editing going on. And and Um, what company? A couple weeks. What company is doing the editing? <laughs> She's a good company. She is good company. Yeah. 
really making it worth your while to actually watch something. Yeah. Um, there are sometimes that the conversations back in some of the workshops, the conversations went off the rails and they were hard to hear um, if you were you know, catching the recording. So we want to clean that up and package it better so that it is a better experience. Yeah. And hopefully, I, uh, we're in final reviews right now. The, the final uh, couple of videos that had a lot more work to be done to them are going to be uh, finished up within a day or two. And then hopefully by the end of the week, we're going to be wow. releasing these things to everybody. So, okay, cool. Um, I know there's a huge delay, and we've sent out some messages about it, but I've heard, unfortunately, that not everybody has gotten those messages, and we don't know you know, what, why those messages haven't come through to everybody. But, yeah. Um, Check your junk mail. Check your junk mail, too. Yeah, we're not sure exactly what it is, but Jocelyn Jester is the best company ever for video editing. Cool. Well, that does put things in perspective a little bit. I, I mean, the float industry, while it is hundreds large, it is not a megacorp company. I mean, like, the, we're all a little bit grassroots. I mean, even the franchises are, are grassroots, and... Um, I think that is important to recognize that this is these are the float center owners putting this on, making it happen mid-COVID, trying to make it work across two different systems, which is that's just a lot. I I do get, I totally get that. I I have been disappointed, and I know we're now we're talking a little bit about the the technical stuff. I do want to talk about some of your favorite talks and your takeaways. Um, so, but but I have had some you know, disappointment about not being able to, to watch them because I have been having glitches with it. But I also, on my end, it's pretty easy to just recognize that this is a crazy time and in due time, I'll, I'll get to watch these and I'm I'm personally fine with that. And it's crazy though, like so many people were there, we were able to see, like people were there, they were chatting with us and oh, yeah, huh? like some people could just never get into the same session that yeah. you know, was already like tons of people in. Yeah. They weren't full, we didn't have packs on anything, but um, so it really, it stinks, and I'm really sorry about that. I know, like, all of the board, that like, we were struggling through the whole event to try to figure out what the issues were and to resolve those as fast as we could. Sure. Um, ultimately, like, we didn't, we didn't deliver it the way that we had hoped to, and so we're, we're trying to make that up to everybody and uh, figure out what we can do. You know, obviously, we've got a, a lot that we've learned about if mm. we do a hybrid event again. This was the first time we've ever done that. Um, if we do a hybrid event again, whew, um, <laughs> there's a lot. Uh, we need a full team just on the hybrid side. So I'm going to wow. put a quick plug that the Float Conference Board of Directors is, uh, we still have applications open. <laughs> and if you need some help, uh, applications are due September 30th. So Yay. if you want to get involved, even if you don't want to serve on the board, but you can help at the event in some of these different ways, like we're happy to chat with anybody who's willing to help. We had um, 11 board members. Three of those had to join virtually because they're out of the U.S., Huh. Um, we have two staff members, and um, so we only had a couple hundred folks in attendance live and online, and so that really did kind of put us in a financial shortage this year. And, and can I speak to that? Because just because I, I know the behind the scenes already of last year's video, everything seemed to go off without a hitch. And part of me was like, well, how come it worked great this year and it didn't go as smooth this year? And And the answer is... A cheaper service, am I right? Like it, we it just couldn't afford what I mean. COVID attendance, the split, like everything, like it just didn't financially make sense. The pandemic has, has really hurt the, the organization as a whole, and we um, did have to make a lot of concessions. We scrapped together to see how can we cut the budget in order to still like put on an event without going um, more in the red than we already were. And so we have board members volunteering and donating supplies, equipment, activities, 
mural, you know, bringing in our own stuff, and that was amazing. So thank you to the board for pitching in to make all of that happen. But um, when you talk about the cost for the online platform, last year when it was virtual, that's all, like, that was our big expense. We didn't have food hmm. beverage. We didn't have um, right, right. We didn't have a venue that we were um, renting, any of those cases. And so last year we were able to spend quite a bit of money um, on that platform. And our financials are all out there. I believe that number was like $16,000 that we spent on that platform last year. And we could not do that this year. Right. numbers were down. We yeah. had so many unknowns going into this. If, you know, And we had people canceling literally days before. Right. So we couldn't spend that money on a solid platform, sadly. Real, real quick, too. You mentioned uh, that these numbers are available. I don't know if people know this. If you go to floatconference.com, all of the minutes and documents from all of the float conferences that have been um, established since we become a become a nonprofit, and nonprofit is real. It, like, there is a, there is, yeah, you uh, hear about those people getting rich running nonprofits. Yeah, this it sounds like this is not those. it. Like we're we're holding the vein of the uh, the float industry, you know, literally with the conference as well. But although I all the totally financials are there, Gloria and Kim, those diamond necklaces you have on tonight and the tiaras, <laughs> where those come from? Really cute. <laughs> Apropos to nothing. <laughs> That's a joke. It's a joke. I had to sell my wedding ring. No, but um, <laughs> no, but you know, I encourage everybody. It's it's a really interesting uh, thing to look at too. If you want to understand how much goes into running a conference and the expenses, like go look at those financials. It's pretty cool. interesting, and everything's done. Um, you know, really well. All of our meetings are recorded with minutes and all of our decisions are, you know, recorded. So it's it's kind of cool to go and see. Now, we're, let's go back and talk about some of the positive stuff. Sorry. I, I just like had some flashbacks. Yeah. You guys. Yeah. The two things, the bus tour and the documentary. Okay. Yeah. So Thursday night. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Thursday night before the float conference really started, um, we all gathered for the bus tour. There were two buses, quite a few people uh, total in attendance, which I was surprised about. We went to two float centers. Shout out to Andy, again, Andy Larson of Float Milwaukee, and uh, Laura Allen. Um, And her place was just just north, I think. And what was the name of her place? So Laura Allen's place, Float Oasis. Mm. Okay. Listen, I don't get excited too easily, but you want to know what the most exciting thing of the float conference was? I do. Laura Allen's Toto bidet in her bathroom. (laughs) Toto, that is high quality. And (laughs) if anybody knows me, they know I'm a fan of bidets. So you guys, you've got me. Life changing life-changing and for the record my two uh, team members that were with me lisa and gabrielle i made them go try it because i was so enamored with it at the end so i sent them back down they almost missed the bus they were the last two (laughs) by the time they came in i'm like they're busy we need to wait for them by the time they got on the bus everybody was clapping for them but All so, kidding aside, it was so awesome, why? but so was her float center. So I'm not I'm not downplaying the quality of the float center. It was amazing. Oh wow. I was blown away by that. I had been to Float Milwaukee. So you're before. saying the quality of the float center matched the quality of the bidets? For sure. Wow. Okay. Yes. All Toto um 
fixtures. I, I know. <laughs> I see you laughing, Dylan. But their float tanks, they had the float away tanks. Um, I, yeah, I forgot how of. many they had. but wow it was just it was an impressive location and they do all kinds of services but yeah i wanted to you know definitely call that out so the bus tour was awesome then we all went to this theater and we had a private screening of the float documentary that we've all been you know anxiously waiting for shane stott's project Mm mm-hmm and um, I'm very curious to see what other people's feedback is on it. I thought that it was really compelling. Um, you know, I'm not one to be critical of somebody who's put in so <laughs> much time and effort. You know, I'm sure people have opinions, but I found it to be something very exciting for our industry. Cool. Very powerful. Very much uh, have a better understanding of Shane's personal story as well. <laughs> and um, I'm I'm really looking forward to... You know what happens with it. By the way, I reached out through the website to find out exactly where it's going to be distributed, and they're still looking for a distributor okay. for the documentary. But okay. I'm telling you, you guys, it was really, it was really good. Did it feel like a legit doc that you would see on? on... Oh yeah. Okay. Cool. Oh yeah. For Kim, sure. Kim, were you able to see it? Okay. I <laughs> will thank you for that. Yeah. I'd love to, I'd Understood. love to figure out if we could get, you know, him on the, on the pod or, you know, somebody else that, uh, could speak to the, the process. Cause clearly oh, cool. it, there was so much work that went into it over a long period of time. And, you know, I, I just think that was a golden nugget of the float conference and being there in person. So I, I think when, when it's finds its home for release that definitely, absolutely. So as far as the talks, um, you know, some that stand out to me is always Flux, Dr. Flux. <laughs> yeah. We can call him Doctor yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, his his storyline continues and his way of delivering very scientific information in a very uh, palatable format, you know, did not disappoint. Um, the research is, is very compelling. I won't give too much away. We want to make sure people uh, watch the videos when they come out. Um, Gosh, there's so many. I, I loved Murphy Monroe. Mm-hmm. Murphy we, Monroe. Murphy, we need to have you on the show. Yeah, email no, me, I already please. talked to him. He's in. Email Olga. Olga, reach out. Like we we need to get him on the show. No, he's he in. Introduced I himself already talked to, to him years ago. Okay, great, 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 great. He's and I Absolutely. was just so moved by his story. Can you give a little um, little teaser about yes, it? Yes, yes. So. Um, Murphy is from the Chicago area. He's from Evanston, right by Northwestern. And he has um, autism. He's autistic. And he speaks about how the float tank has, you know, really changed his life. He tells personal stories on, you know, how he uses it as a tool, how he reacts to things, uh, you know, just without having that tool in his life, how it's made a difference. Um, just, Just his way of storytelling. I was so impressed with him as a speaker. And, um, yeah, I immediately went up to him and I was, I literally had tears in my eyes cause I was so moved. And, um, he's, he's very willing to, you know, listen to anything. In fact, he said to me, he said, I love flotation so much. I am consumed with all things that are related to it. So by the way, Every single episode of Art of the Float, he has listened to. No, he's still listening. 
I think oh, yes. about this constantly. Yes, I, like, in no I joke, there, there are certain things that I know. <laughs> Yes. That's so wild. Okay. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Yes, that's wild. In his own tank, in his own home, he is now a float tank expert. <laughs> so, so in a great segue, you know, considering you just mentioned therapy, another amazing speaker was that McKenna Garland that's now with the Laureate Institute. She is an up and comer in the industry. Okay. So impressed with her talk and her, again, style of speaking. So that's another thing to kind of watch out for. One of my favorites was Jeremy Jacob. Who? <laughs> are you saying that because you also have an upcoming event with him oh we do yes i'm not saying it because of that but i i forgot about that just but to yes, throw that we, in there yes we are hosting so just tons of respect for jeremy yeah. jacob um and if you listen to the show where we had him on did you hear how he proposed to his wife? <laughs> My God, the guy is a freaking genius. He really is. So loved his talk, but I forgot the date. Drew, what's the date that we're doing the mon- the members forum? You don't know, do you? Um, I am actually looking that up right now. <laughs> so Jeremy and myself, we are hosting a membership talk, um, a, like a, a webinar type of thing for the FTA. Um, at a date that Drew will soon announce. <laughs> I really should know what it is. We can edit this out. We'll uh, we'll have a robot announce the date right here. Thursday, September twenty third, seven p.m. Eastern Time. I'll just splice it in. It's fine. It'll be seamless. That's one thing I always promise with my edits. Thursday, September twenty third, seven p.m. Eastern Time. Called mastering memberships. And it is a member-exclusive roundtable. So if you're not part of the FTA now, go get out that little checkbook and join. <laughs> and it's a little checkbook. It's not a, a lot. Checkbook. It is a wee checkbook, yes. It's not a lot. I, I always love it when my float tank ass email shows up in my Gmail. It is my favorite email to show up. <laughs> well, Am I, I the I only mean, one? I could go on and on with the speakers, you guys. I don't, I don't know if I you have a question. more. So one yeah. of the things, and I wasn't able to do it this year because I definitely had a lot of technical glitches, but I always love meeting new people at the float conference. So is there anybody that um, maybe you can give a little shout out to that you may have met for the first time and anyone, uh, people, people coming up saying hello, how, how was the interactions with there being socially distanced? And I assume some people wore masks. Was it hard to meet people? Was it, could you meet people? How'd that go? Yeah, I thought it was 
really fun, though. We actually had uh, status stickers, and so when you checked in, you picked either green, yellow, or red. Green meaning hugs are totally fine, um, yellow, oh. and red, please keep your distance. And people, like, they could come back here and get out and switch out their stickers anytime. And so that way, like, it was on your name tag. It was really easy to kind of quick glance and see if you needed to keep a distance or not. Um, it's a conference, and so uh, it was a majority sea of green. Um, and But with that, like, there were so many new people. Like, we ended up actually having a really great group who went through the Startup Center workshop. Uh, we had a whole bunch of folks who were already under construction or actually, like, getting ready to go. And um, I'll give it two shout-outs of some movies that I met and had a really great time. Uh, Belinda from Float 606, she's in... Um, Ashland, Kentucky, not very far away from me at all. Huh. And Belinda and I have like, messages and Yay. we, we worked together on some stuff already. Yay, Belinda. And we were walking <laughs> through the hallway and she just looks at me and she's like, Kim! And I didn't know <laughs> Right. And um, we finally got to actually connect and, you know, get to know each other a little bit. And she is under construction, hoping to open. Um, her goal is in October, but we all know how that goes. Yeah. Um, but good luck to Belinda and also to um, Drake. Uh, I can't remember Drake's last name, but he is in Alabama. Um, young guy, amazing. Yay, Drake. Yes, <laughs> I second that. I was going to say Drake myself. Okay. Yes, he was so cool, so much like enthusiasm, and he actually had his uh, Starter Center workshop, like, workbook that he turned into a yearbook and was running around and asking everybody to sign it. Cool. That's pretty adorable. Love it. He was really awesome and I'm super excited to see what he does in Alabama. Um, and I asked him if, you know, if the float conference could uh, borrow his idea for like a float con yearbook concept and he was like, totally Delightful. Love it. It's good to hear that there were still new people coming into the industry. There were lots. There were a lot. Yeah, for my yeah for for my talk, uh, you know, it was more of a a little bit of an update from us. But I was trying to facilitate a conversation uh, with the audience on who's looking to start one, who's under construction, and I took like a show of hands, and I was really surprised at how many people who were there for the first time haven't built their centers yet it it was just such a pleasant surprise right um but part of my talk track was hey before you spend the money to start from scratch go knock on people's doors because people might be willing to sell <laughs> right. right right you know so that's what my Especially whole talk was about days. yeah right yeah so good you know, point we could talk Gloria. about that another time but the, but yeah that that was uh great to see so many fresh places that was one of your favorite talks <laughs> no, it was not. I was hot. I was so hot up there. I was, yeah, it wasn't good. <laughs> but anywho, yeah. Gloria always owns it. That's why they put you first up. Uh, what was it last year? You were the the, the, the freebie. Oh, Get yeah. everybody watching. That's right. I forgot yep. about that. Little tester. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The tease. Absolutely. Um, did uh, did anybody see Dr. Feinstein's speech? I'm always always curious to see and hear from him. Did he speak? He, he did. He was a virtual presenter. Ah. Uh. Um, and I was hosting another workshop during that time. I did catch 
catch little bits and pieces of it. I know he was giving another uh, update on the third research collective and where they are and okay. what's happening there, but um, I haven't had a chance uh, to go back and catch everything from there. Okay. A quick note, if you want to hear uh, his presentation that he did on our show, um, I'll put the uh, show number in the show notes here. Kim's probably furiously looking it up right now. And that really smooth robot voice will probably go in right now and uh, tell you what, <laughs> what episode number it is. Any who's it. Um, and, you know, just anybody from Liber, I just love hearing what's going on over there. Sometimes it's like the behind the scenes insight on how they're doing things. Um, and, and it's fun to hear how they're developing things. And then uh, the development of the research and that we kind of get to see it unfold is really exciting. Uh, so often you only get to read the articles, read the paper after it's been published. And it's really fun to, to see some of the insights as it's being rolled out. So um, I'll be excited to watch those as, as they are made available. Yeah, you won't want to miss that. And one thing everybody has got to watch when the replays come out, if you have access. It's glorious speech. Yes. Gl- is Gloria, we the, talked. no, oh, oh, is oh. Graham and Ash Khan's <laughs> course, 57 Pillars <laughs> of Success <laughs> for, for a low price of $80,000 or whatever that I don't want to steal their thunder, but oh my gosh, the theater was on like Donkey Kong. <laughs> so I have to say virtually I saw this like paused screen of them in shorts that yes. I was just like, I know I'd be laughing right now if I saw this. They're just so freaking funny. Awesome. <laughs> really was it for sure. And I liked game night too. Kim. Oh my God. Are you talking about Whirly Ball? No. I miss oh, Whirly oh, Ball. Different. I left. Wow. Jeez. Um, so the funny thing is, Game Night came about as uh, a result of budget cuts. So, <laughs> and it turned out to be something that like, we will probably try to incorporate in some way every year. Because nice. It was so much fun. So I'll load up the van, Kim. I got you. <laughs> Ladder toss. Ladder toss, like all kinds of stuff, and it was just sprinkled around the room. So Can jam. Yes, weave in and out and grab your appetizers, grab a cocktail, and try not to get hit in the head with aging your block as it was falling and you were walking by. But it was just like a fun college party with better food and better alcohol. <laughs> it was. That's great. It was. That's great. Sounds nice. Oh, I love that. Is that because you were drinking? She's a crier when she drinks. (laughs) Wow. I don't know. Oh, yay. More Patreon content. That behind the scenes. (laughs) I don't know if we're allowed to talk about this right now. I think we are. (laughs) We can. Where's the conference next year? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) 
The other Portland. Yeah, coming back to Portland. I knew you'd. What? The oh, other nice. Portland. Oh, nice. I don't have to get on a plane. Oh. East Coast here. Yeah. Oh. Oh. <laughs> nice. And the harder. to experience other parts of the world. Oh. Yeah. You know it's going to be a good time with the Hell hardest. Oh, yeah. James and Amy. Absolutely. That's great. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they've lobbied hard, haven't they? Uh-huh. Yeah, uh, that's great. We're gonna you can't say no to that, that mullet or the the mullet and the dreads. You can't say no. Yeah, and I have been to Portland. I've been to Portland many times. I've been actually to their house and stayed overnight at their house. <laughs> it is an awesome place to go. It's. I don't want to say it's like Milwaukee, but it's small, it's intimate, awesome food scene right on the ocean. If you're down for seafood, there is spectacular seafood, the best lobster oh, in the world. I'm so excited. It is lobster. phenomenal. Lobster. Absolutely phenomenal. A lot of character in Portland. Cool. And yeah, right by the water, it's a beautiful spot. It's going to be epic. I am so pumped. Dope. So everybody who's listening, literally put money away now just plan to come make it happen everybody who showed up in person did not regret it nobody did well maybe i can't say that (laughs) (laughs) guaranteed (laughs) Um, they might be regretting it now a couple people And and there's yeah. no way to know if it'll be virtual as well, right? Or is it the plan for there always to be a virtual portion? What what's it looking like going forward? <laughs> yeah. If I can, the, the about the price tag thing of there's the the thinking about the airline, thinking about the price, the ticket, uh, the hotel, all that stuff. You're adding that all up. There's that's that's the before part, but then there's the experience when you're actually there and the revitalization that you get that launches you through the rest of the year. That is so absolutely true. priceless. That is it I is absolutely missed this year. Even last year, I felt a little bit more of it just because I think it was all virtual and there was more chatting and hanging out um, live in that scenario. This time, I saw you guys' pictures on social media, man, and I had a slump. It it hurt. It kind of sucked. Um, and I, I missed you guys. Um, the new friendships, the old friendships. And honestly, there's something about the float conference that is so good for my focus on my business 
that uh, they're just conversations that happen. And by the, all means, the talks are where it's at. That's such an important component. But my God, if it's if it's not the the connections, the interpersonal stuff that goes on, that's both just like fun. Also, you can talk about things that you can't talk about with anybody else on earth. They get it. These are the people that understand it. And then there are just these random business ideas and thoughts that percolate and are super exciting while you're, you know, on your third gin and tonic. And it's just like the the <laughs> the funnest time to talk business, you know? It's it's yeah. Anyway. Um do you consider that? Also, build off of that again, segue back to like uh, Gloria was talking about buying a business or, you know, starting a business by taking somebody's over. Um, this, uh, something I've wanted for a long time from the Flow Conference is more business oriented talks. And so I'm really excited that that seems to be becoming more and more of a thing because that, that that's what I want, right? Like I want a more successful business and I want to hear from people who know what they're talking about and then be able to bounce off of people about about that talk. So I'm loving the direction of the Flow Conference in that sense. And being able to pick and choose what I get to go see. So thank you guys. Well, two more things. We would be remiss if we did not thank Steven Johnson <laughs> for his amazing, eloquent, always poetic intros as the MC yeah, yeah, yeah. and facilitator of all things great. Oh, we heard, girl. We heard. <laughs> I'm jealous. I, I, I hope to that. dance with him in Portland. I actually really, really <laughs> am bummed that I missed out on like late night Stephen Johnson oh, conversations. Man. Oh, and man. Start queuing up now year. for your dance with. Okay, okay, this is going to be yeah. a thing. Yeah, he's got to dance. Well, I'm, the, I'm next. Full <laughs> dance card. <laughs> so if Stephen, if you're listening to this, thank you, thank you, yeah. thank you for all you do for mm. us in the industry. And uh, my second point that I feel very compelled to share is that I could not be more honored to work with Kim, see Kim work and see her leadership. I'm going to cry. She just rocks. And every freaking s- snowball and shit ball that was thrown at her. She fields with absolute grace and the flow conference is just in such a great place because of you. So thank you. Kudos. Thank you, Kim. Thank you, Kim. Yeah. I, I heard that from a lot of people. Oh. Yes. 
Thank you, Jocelyn. Yeah. Kudos, Jocelyn. And Esther. And Esther, too. Kudos, Esther. Thank you, Esther. (laughs) Just thank you, everybody. And and, and also, thank you to those who supported it, whether you were there in person or virtual. You know, we're going to try to make it better every every year. So and, and thank hopefully you for your this patience. COVID thank thing you gets for your understanding. Up. But yeah, this COVID, I, not around my parts, a bunch of idiots I train with. This COVID <laughs> isn't going anywhere. Yeah. Sorry, we can edit um, that, Dylan. Sorry. No, no, no. Uh, <laughs> we'll talk about that I, offline. But yeah, this that's this isn't going anywhere. That's more bonus content. There's yeah. a lot of idiots out there. <laughs> um kim you are a bit of an unsung hero and and uh i have heard from multiple sources that you were absolutely key and clutch and i guess like just working nonstop. <laughs> like, i don't she know was. how you saw any speeches it sounds like you felt- were nonstop. by the way did you also uh sorry uh to any any law enforcement out there on on the legality of making kids work but uh was that your daughter that you were putting to work did i see a social media post of that did you bring your dog? Oh, who was that? I thought there was a kid. Jocelyn. Oh, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> there's a picture of her and Jocelyn. There was. Jocelyn. By the way, Jocelyn looks amazing. Oh, that's funny. Uh, she looks uh, amazing. She is amazing. Like, yeah, but I didn't recognize her at first. That's yeah, that that hilarious. Well, that's clearly getting cut. Well, there you go, uh, Jocelyn. Yeah. If that doesn't make your day, I don't know what does. <laughs> that would be an outtake. <laughs> and what about her sense of humor? Like she cracks me up. Yeah, cool. She, I don't know. We could have a show on Joss. Maybe that's but, how she does it. Because again, the hard work, everything that goes into it. Maybe you have to have. A maybe sense we of humor. should have her on the pod. We should have had her on this pod. Yeah, let's let's have her yeah. on and and talk about the the building. Let's do it in maybe like six months. Um, yeah. A, and talk about the building of the float conference as, as it's going on. We can talk about some previous ones, l- lessons learned, all that stuff. All right, guys, we're going to put a pin in it. I'm, I'm going to shut Drew down here, but Kim and, and Gloria, do you have anything else you want to add about the conference as, as the ones who were there and who hosted or, you know, who put it on? Just again, thank you to everybody for their patience and um, the support and just know we're, we're going to, I'm sure, Kim, you're going to say this. We're going to debrief with the board Mm -hmm. and understand all of the different things that could be done differently, uh, better, and uh, no piece of feedback will go unheard. Nice. Cool. And, and, uh, oh, sorry, Kim. I I will give a quick shout out. We had some amazing sponsors this year, and we truly cannot do this event without the support of our sponsors. So please, um, if you aren't familiar with who is sponsoring the event, um, go check out our page, uh, floatconference.com slash sponsors, um, or it's actually on the homepage, floatconference.com. At the bottom, you can click on any of those and go check out their websites or just send them a message and just thank them for supporting the industry. That is huge. Even if you have no intentions of buying their business, uh, you know, their, their products and services, just send them a thank you. Um, I got one of those as a sponsor, so it just made me feel amazing. Um, so I was kind of in multiple uh, roles for this event, but um, to let our sponsors know how very much we appreciate them, that, that's huge. Our volunteers, everybody who, you know, put up with all of the technical stuff, mm. and we're sorry. We are <laughs> truly, truly heartbroken that it happened, and we are working on resolving those issues as fast as we can, and, and you'll see some information coming up very soon. But thank you to everybody who showed up and just as yourselves. It was just, there's nobody like the flow world. 
Oh, yeah. Speaking of sponsors, Kim, <laughs> shout out to Isopod. Thank you so much for supporting this side of things here on the podcast so that we can put these out pretty much each and every week. Um, my apologies on the delay, by the way, for getting these out recently. Um, I had been under the weather and thought I could do it instead of sledding it off to Brian, who would normally be the backup to edit. Um, I have not. Uh, not gotten the episodes out. So the Michael Highline episode will be coming out. Uh, my apologies for it being delayed. Um, so yes, anyways, Isopod, it's the float tank that we love at the float shop. It's the one that there's never, um, let's see, how do we put it? Uh, no technical complaints about the functionality of it. It's a very simple float tank. It's built like a beast and it is easily our most, we have two, our most booked float tanks are the Isopods. For us, it's just a no brainer that the Isopods are the float tank that we want to have at the shop. And I highly encourage you to look into these guys uh, to make sure that they're a fit for you. Also, just certain things that you might not be able to tell um, from the outside, you know, looking at them online, um, or even if you check them out in person, is just that these guys have been in the industry for so long. When it comes to fiberglassing, they know what they're doing. After you've owned an isopod, they're not bubbling six months after you purchase it. Um, they, They remain, you know, that nice, smooth, uh, fiberglass aesthetic that you want to have. They, they've been doing this for long enough that they know how to build a float tank well. So i-sopod.com is where you want to go. Tell them Art of the Float sent you. We truly love our isopods. Yes, and sorry, came back to the, the conference sponsors. Um, I think it, it's, it was a tough year. I think it was a tough year for sponsors to commit to... Um, a role in, in being at that, not knowing how many people are going to be there, what the online was going to be like. And hopefully next year it, it's a stronger showing. And, and I mean, I'm just hoping that the in-person part is stronger so that we can um, all be there and I can, I can be there and, and have a booth, all that, all that good stuff. Um, yeah. I love the flow conference. I want it to be just a huge, beautiful, awesome thing every single year. So till, till Portland. Um, let's see here. Let me give a few thanks as we shut down here. Thanks. One more thanks to, to Kim and Gloria and, and to Kim. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for putting this thing on. It is, it is a behind the scenes kind of thankless role. And, um, a lot of times you don't get to hear all the cheers of everybody having the positive experiences. Um, sometimes it's a role where you get to hear the complaints and the what's, what's not working part. Um, so thank you so much for being, being that role. And as it, as it, turns out it sounds like it was a really awesome flow conference i heard it was a bit like the rise um conferences where it just felt like very kind of intimate social experiences were were really happening which in my book that's a huge win um for the flow conference so thank you kim thank you gloria and thank you guys for co-hosting with me thank you drew for being here and and chatting about it thanks to olga for producing the show thanks also kim to taking for show, uh, show notes as well truly appreciate that thanks to our sponsors Helmbod and to Isopod. And thanks to everybody for listening. Thanks for joining us once again this week. And um, for our Patreon supporters, for everybody who supports uh, the podcast through the Patreon and gets marketing materials, whether it's photography, videos, scientific blog posts, um, it's uh, a really cool thing. And we truly are thankful for you. So until next time, we'll see you in Portland, Maine. <laughs>